0: Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, good evening. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I am your host. Oh, this is going to be hard, hard, hard work and not for the reason that you all think. It's this lot I've got on with me. They are going to absolutely crucify me continuously over some private stuff in, in WhatsApp groups and uh a conversation we had in forest i am joined by what i thought were my friends i'm joined by hilsey Gunnar. i'm joined by the now journalist danish gunner uh, who is published in the Gunnar fanzine well done we'll talk about that um dale does he remember his away day and the ginger fella capodan yeah he doesn't Hello. need a loud hailer today. He, 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 he's, 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 he's gone guns blazing. It's, Dan, it's the end of the, the season football. podcast. End, Dan, end of the season podcast. And Dan. he's going to go for me.
2: Dan, sit in the middle of the screen because that's going to do my head and you sat to one side like that. I thought I was still drunk for a minute. That's better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, to be honest, Uncle Fergie, it's good to see you're in a better mood than you were, you were over the weekend because you've been in a shocking yeah. mood, haven't you? Obviously, you, football,
2: start, you start calling his Royal Fergusness out. We have to bow down to the mighty Fergusness,
3: Uncle Ferg. By the way, but yeah, he's uh, he's been in a shocking mood. Road rage, calling people out unnecessarily, and obviously the footballs just topped it off for him, minute not it? Really, but good to see we're going to cheer you up tonight, Ferg. Uncle Ferg, come on,
2: then, Ferg, get on with it, son.
3: <laughs> Del, how are you, mate? <laughs> You lot, me right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> happy Monday. It's uh, happy yeah. Monday. Oh, really good. Yeah, just about got my voice back. I, I, I so. don't like
1: that. I don't like that refer uh, that reference because that reference is a Manchester reference. And we don't like Manchester reference with Happy Monday and shit like that.
4: You still yeah. see the bags among the eyes at like the lack like of sleep.
1: <laughs> uh, to be honest, I was absolutely shattered when I got back from uh, Forest. I drove up, drove back. Yes, we did get, encounter a little bit of um, uh, conversation with somebody in a Gulf on the M25 late in the evening, uh, and 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 the the, the comment about Uncle Fergus because. Uh, oh, they, they, uh, <laughs> Reece, Now, what stays on WhatsApp should stay on WhatsApp, but okay, I'll remember that when you come and see us in the pub. Um, so <laughs> we will be talking, Eddie, we'll be talking, Balogun, we'll be talking lots and lots of stuff. Um, we had a great meetup in uh, Nottingham. Um, Dale, you've done your first away game this season, the first away game for a, a good while. What did you make of it, mate?
4: Um, I think I hit the nail on the head with the uh, comment afterwards. It was the the, the, the pre match beers and meetup was it, it, by far outshined the football. Always a great day with you guys at home, let alone away from home. And uh, found a great little pub. Sun was shining, random boat in the middle of the pub. But uh, yeah, it was it really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Apart from the football.
1: Yeah, we we were in the Canal House uh, in Nottingham, and uh, there was a, a few of us in there. Uh, Trev uh, tried to keep his clothes on, didn't always keep his clothes on, but um, the reference to Uncle Ferg is uh, Marissa in there, and from her culture, out of respect... They called an older person Uncle Ferg. And that's, that's, where, that's, that's where Dan <laughs> came from. So, Dan, you can spin it whatever way you want, but I think I've done you on that one.
0: I don't uh, know, you
1: respect, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see Lyle. It was good to see Ben Bennett. Uh, it was good to see but just all, uh, everyone for our last away game. I probably made a schoolboy error by driving up, but it helped us all out. Uh, and I wasn't in the state that the majority
3: of people are in. Um, Alex, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. on. We're only three and a half minutes in. You seem in quite a rush to move on tonight. I don't know why. I'm I'm not in a rush to move on.
1: We've got an agenda. It's here. It's on my screen. I I know exactly what we're doing. Um, Dan, how are you then? I'll go to Alex next, since you seem to be very petulant and impatient.
3: I'm actually in a really good mood, and uh, obviously... (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> having a having a nice meetup with you lot definitely helped over the weekend. I think we all agree that the football wasn't what we wanted, but um, when you're sitting on the side of a canal in Nottingham in the sun, having a nice beer with most of your good company, it's a uh, it's not a bad weekend, is it? Come on, there's uh, there's worse things in life, so let's uh, all try and be positive.
1: No, I, very very true. And listen, you know, um, these away days and and these match days. Uh, allow us to get introduced to um several uh several friends and contacts and alex uh since we spoke last sorry i'm trying to do something on on the screen multitasking is not a, a great thing for me since we spoke last uh you've been published you are now uh published author on um the guna fanzine you've done a couple of articles the first one was which we will talk about tonight the four talking points um after the game and the other one if that comes on let me see uh was just about emil smith Raw, which we'll talk about as well how does it feel to see uh your name on in in type on there
5: very nice i'm i'm uh, i'm happy you introduced me to Leith who's a brilliant guy and he's uh helped me out uh giving me this platform to do a bit of work on uh uh doing some articles about the arsenal so I look forward to doing more stuff and uh, it was really great uh, doing it sort of live during the game. Uh, It's really good practice for what I'm trying to do. So um, we'll see what what comes in the future. And... um
1: Trevor, uh, you met up with some really good old friends uh, at the Canal House. There was Andy, there was Simon, there was David Phillips. There was there was loads. We we had a a full showing of of the Arsenal tattoos, and it was quite. I I haven't got the photo on here. I can get it on if you want, but I don't um,
2: mind if you put it on. Berg. I don't mind if you put it on. It, it's a laughing point. Get it on. Do you know? I, what, I, what, what, I'll get it
1: on in a second.
2: Down and myself were there a couple of hours before you boys, weren't we? And uh, couple. As we got off the train, as I got off the train in Nottingham, I, I got a whack on the back from the big lad Michael Slater, and and Paul Phillips was with him, and then Simon Hunt turned up, and then Dave Phillips turned up, and then Smudger and the lovely his lovely wife turned up. And we just got stuck into the beer, and it was it it was the most amazing afternoon in the sunshine, having a laugh. Even one of my old Nottingham Forest mates. Um, his son turned up and joined us for a beer or two. It was just a perfect afternoon. it really was a perfect afternoon apart from the football when I don't care now about the football just I remember the good times and it was wonderful. oh my lord oh my lord I've washed that off now by the way.
1: Uh, it, it was it was the songs that went with those uh, images. And there's an image of Andy Smith's Arsenal. His whole back has got the old Arsenal crest, there, the the real crest. You've got Simon with the Arsenal canon with the uh, old script. And you've got the very same between your tits, basically. Um, and you even highlighted your tits by hanging a medal in it. And I just thought it was really nice. It was a nice touch to hang a medal between your tits.
2: That was my lucky charm, but I haven't got to wear it anymore now, have I? You know, that's safe <laughs> now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those lads are lads I've known a good while, and they're they're great lads. So I love their company as much as I love all of you boys' company. And I don't know how many I had. I think I had two beers in that boozer because it was flowing freely, wasn't it? Hey? I think you might have gone two and a half, Trev, because yeah. you were. A little... I think we had we
4: never, had never three lots of two, Trev. I think before the guys turned up.
2: Uh did we? Oh well, no, because I said I wasn't counting until kickoff time, so I was safe. There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, well, we, we we actually felt that we we're probably a man down. We didn't even know if you'd make the ground because you were you were with the lads, and uh, we wanted to grab a burger or something. Like that was we just starving, and we took a walk, uh, just a short walk. Hey, Dale, uh, it's about a half hour walk from the city centre near the station and everything else uh, up to the stadium. And we'd done this little video, uh, which we tried to get to Sophie on on um, Highbury Squad, but it didn't go.
0: Let's let's have a look and down. Um, But we've gained another. We've gained another. Dale's with us. I'm looking for Uncle Ferg. Any ideas? (laughs) Oh you can go off people can't you? Uh, Listen we're literally about to cross the Trent Bridge um, into the city ground. It's been... We got up late so um, not really drinking that much and a bit more sober than normal aren't we Dan?
3: Yeah we are we are but we're enjoying a nice beer in the sun. It's been a nice day so far. We're here, coming in for the three points and we're playing for Pride, we might not be playing for anything else, I know mathematically it's not done, but let's be honest, we're playing for the badge, up the Arsenal and here for three points.
0: And listen, it was really nice, we, we were just chatting on the, on the way up to some uh, some Forest fans and yep. they were really magnanimous and uh, very complimentary of, of um, Arsenal and... Uh, the, the achievements that they've got this season. What did you, you make yeah, of what they hospital thought?
3: hospitable place and, and, you know, there's a, there's a misconception about football fans, right? And everyone has to be angry and at each other and knuckle-dragging. They're not like that, the majority of fans. either. are we,
0: some are, but majority are not. And, um, yeah, it's nice to come here and see fans that are just basically the same as us. You know, everywhere we go, exactly the same. Dale, first away day in a long time. How are you enjoying it? You've been out with Trevor earlier he's a man down isn't he will he make the
4: game
0: <laughs> i'm surprised i made it <laughs> we're going to 1 but you know what, it's, what the, the, for me it's, it's my first away game of season it's a refreshing seat both sets of fans getting together having a laugh having up your ears polling <laughs> okay sam here by the river come on there we go yep. uh, it's, it's, it's refreshing to see two sets of
4: fans getting together having a drink having a laugh honestly incredible incredible Thank and you. listen I'm what a glorious day
0: look at, look at, look at, look at the How river river travelling lovely, lovely. Yeah. right listen um, we'll do a podcast on Monday night uh, you maybe join us I on not we'll have to check see what people are doing I'm now if you're around right. you, yeah, yeah but, but um, yeah but
3: yeah score results score prediction I'm going tight 2-1 2-1 Arsenal I said tight as well so I think it's going to be a tough game but I'll, I'll go 2-1 Arsenal but more than anything. you, Stay and support the club. Doesn't matter what's happened. Support them, and we go again next year. We go right, what's again. Your
0: yeah. My score prediction: 5 0 Yeah, it's yeah, let's like go, fuck the well. Spurs. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, five uh, 0 was a little bit of ambition, a uh, little bit ambitious by me. You know what? I, I, I did have a feeling that we might go there because mathematically we're still in 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 the game. Uh, I've got a video we'll show uh, in a little bit at the end, which is Dan just sent through to me, which is uh, quite funny, uh, which is of all the tattoos. But um, I, I just thought that Arteta had said uh, previously in the week. That we are mathematically still in this race, whilst we probably know we're not going to win that the the, the race, I thought they would have done a, a bit better. Um, going to the game, Arsenal, um, we'd faced a team without who had 15 games out of clean sheet. Um, they'd gone through four distinct phases. They'd got um, uh, four points for the first eight games, 20 from uh, the next 13 games. Uh three from eleven followed by ten from five. So they, they they had a really mixed season. They were in a relegation battle. And I was just a little bit confused. Alex, I'll come to you first on um the lineup. So we saw the lineup when it first came out, and I, I know when we were talking just before we done that video, we saw that Shaka was on the pitch and we thought he was going to be a left back. Mm. Uh we got White Gabriel, uh, Kivior, Jorginho Party. Um Odegaard, Saka, Trossard, Jesus, and clearly uh Ramsdale in goal. Um, did you think that Shaka was going to play left back and that Ben White was going to go right back and that it was going to be Kivior and Gabriel in the centre?
5: Um, yeah, I think everyone was trying to figure out how how the, we were going to set up when the when the game started, but um I mean we've seen Pep Guardiola um sort of transition from using more traditional uh, attacking fullbacks in Cancelo and the likes of uh, Sinchenko who inverts more in uh, he's transitioned from using them to using more central defenders in the in the fullback role so um, i figured that might have been what he was trying to do uh, Arteta for this game um, so my first first thought was that he was going to put wheel at left back and then uh, Get party down on the right back and play sort of the same role as uh john stones is playing for city and then it will push uh ben white and uh ben white in in as his usual spot he played uh last year in center back and then Gabriel- Wait, were, were
1: you actually that, that's what you thought when you saw the lineup uh yeah it was yeah oh wow um oh, honestly, because yeah. dan dan we didn't think that when we saw it we thought like you know ben white stays right back uh, Xhaka's dropped left-back rather than uh, uh, Tierney and um, I thought
3: Kivior and Gabriel, isn't that what you thought? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's done it a few times with Xhaka at left-back, hasn't he? So I think that was the more obvious sort of mm. role. But I think he tried a few things out, but in terms of players and positions, but I don't think the system changed. Um, the system's been the same all, all season, right? It's been Zinchenko that comes inside or this time with maybe Partey or, you know, he's... Different personnel, maybe on the right instead of the left, but it's the same system. Um, look, I think ultimately he was trying to see what happens. I think if there's a couple of injuries and we're absolutely stuffed, who can play where? And I think maybe it's choked. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. I think Ben White has done fantastic right back and should should stay there. Mm. Dale, uh, your your thoughts on
1: on what you thought when you saw the lineup and subsequent lineup. Personally, I thought if Shaka is playing that left back role, probably over Karen Tierney, is because he can play that inverted role that Zinny does, where Tierney, you could see clearly
4: at West Ham, couldn't do that role. Agreed. I mean, that was my first question, really. My first question was, Where's Tierney? I thought it was uh, an obvious one for me. Um, I really did. is a, a guy who we don't really want to leave. And what, the question I asked myself, and, and I asked myself it now, is, Regardless of what he was trying, is he preparing for life without Tierney? Is that why he's looking to to kind of make these changes? Um, uh, Tierney must have thought surely when uh, when Zinny got injured, then he's going to get some more game time, and uh, I think we all thought the same thing. So to see him on the bench again for me was a strong indicator. I'm probably going to lose him in all honesty, which I'll, I'll be sad about. But that was my first question: was um, is he preparing for life without Tierney? Mm. Uh, Trev. I... <laughs>
1: What was your thoughts about the lineup and more so the uh, experiment? We're not going to go through line by line the whole game. We're going to try and like talk just generally about it because the game's done, the league's done. We type to move on. But wh- what was your thoughts about um, you know experimenting at this stage? Like I said earlier, mathematically we were still in it. it didn't want to hand the cup to or the league to um, to City before they even kicked a ball. Were you pleased with?
2: With them doing with him doing that? Well, it was it was a strange one, wanted it? it was even stranger because I'd had loads of beer and I thought to myself, I'm not seeing something right here when I saw what was going on in the field. Okay. To me, it just said to me that um Tierney isn't going to be an Arsenal player next season. And the other one that worried me, and we can group them together, is that Smith Rowe's getting absolutely no game time, but he's on the bench every week. So uh, that said to me that Smith-Rowe and Tierney aren't going to be Arsenal players next season. I hope I'm wrong because I like both of them players. I watched it Smith-Rowe transform himself from the junior into a senior Arsenal player come through the club. And I think Tierney's probably the best proper left-back in the league. By that, I mean, playing as a proper left-back role. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit sad about not seeing either of them start the game because I thought they both had a chance. Um, as for the rest of it, Ferg, it was it was, it's it just made me think what's going on here, right? I know you don't want to spend long on the game, so if you don't mind, I'll move it forward to stage. You know,
1: Trev, we we will cover the game. I want to talk about the goal, and I want to talk just about some of the stuff that went on in the game, like the the tactics and substitutions and stuff like that. But so don't just brush over the whole thing. But we're not going to go as in, into the detail as we've done previously. Right, okay. It was a crap game. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, no,
2: do, do you want to say what you were going to say? Or are you going yeah, to I, I just couldn't work out where that where the last two performances have come okay. from. Because the, the, the football that put us top of the league and made us such an exciting team to watch and to was our front players destroying teams and making loads and loads of chances of finding place. And I've I've seen it dropping off the last couple of games, but the game against Forest, I saw a complete turnaround. I saw us have, we spoke about it before we came on here. We had loads and loads and loads of possession. We comfortably held the ball at the back. We comfortably moved the ball into midfield, but all we did was knock it left and right, left and right, left and right in midfield. I can't remember, you know, I may be wrong, but I can't remember one penetrating pass up to our forward players. I don't think Trossard got a pass all game. That, Confused me greatly. Jesus ran around and worked his socks off, but I've got a question mark starting to come. And Saka looks shattered. So it, it seems it just turned itself on its head for me. We're all right in the back. We're all right in midfield. Can't score a goal against Forest, who have let loads in and kept a clean sheet for months. It, that, um, that was a bit Alex, for
5: me. Alex, you sent me a photo. What am I doing with this photo then? Uh, it's just to show the average positioning um, of the of our team in the first half, and it kind of shows uh, how the players sort of got in the way of each other, and they seemed a bit confused about where they were sort of trying to play at. Because you can really sh- you can tell how overloaded we are on the right hand side, and it just shows we didn't really utilize the left hand side at all. Um, okay.
1: I I I'll talk to Dan on that because we talked. Yeah. We were all together at the game. Um, I also noted that um, at the game because I only had a couple of pints because I was driving, and it's amazing what you pick up. I noticed that the, the pitch seemed to be at least a foot narrower on either side than it would normally be, and they had bunched us and pushed us into the centre uh, an awful lot more. Um, be, you know, we've had a few chances throughout the game. This, let's talk about the goal that conceded because that. After that point, then we can go into more details. But the the goal came from our captain, a great pass by our captain, but unfortunately the wrong way. Uh, let's have a quick watch.
2: Poor ball there from the guard of all players. Here's Morgan Gibbs-White streaking forward options either side. And one year. Scores
1: yet again. So, one-year is in. So, a one-year gets, gets the goal. Um, Gibbs White and a one-year together absolutely petrified Arteta and our defence. They bullied us a lot. Um, and Trevor talked about um, Trossard not getting a kick of the ball. And Dan and I talked about it on the day, uh, and and I actually just mentioned about the left-hand side of the pitch. There was no outlet on the left-hand side of the pitch. Dan, explain your thoughts on that, because I, I know what you're going to say, but go on.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's quite funny seeing that picture, because it's the first time I've seen it, but it's exactly what we said at the game, right? Is that I was surprised with the subs, in that Trossard plays very, very well when he comes inside and he links with people and then he switches positions. But against a sidelock like forest where they're going to sit in with their banks, sit in quite narrow, narrow pitch, you've got to stretch them. And for me, the whole game I was saying, it was crying out for someone like Reece Nelson to come on and just stay wide, stretch the pitch and done what he's done as an impact sub the last few games. And I actually think Nelson's done quite well when he's come on the last few games and he's created opportunities and, and he does play that traditional winger role a lot better than what Trossard does. Now, don't get me wrong, Trossard's a fantastic player, but I think there's a time and a place for that sort of kind of player on the left hand side. And people saying about Smith Rowe and, and why doesn't he get more game time? I said this a few times. I don't think he's a central player. I don't think he's gonna be good enough to take that role of verdegaard. But what he is is a player that plays on the left hand side and comes inside. But this was definitely not the game for him to be coming into because he's gonna do the exact same thing as what Trossard does and have with it. Um, I would argue that I don't think we got bullied by their two up top. I think he, we got bullied by their four at the back as opposed to up top. But um yeah, you know, yeah we yeah. were we were playing this this straight ball into Jesus, and ultimately I do agree with you, Trev, that I think it came off that Jesus didn't have a great game, but I don't think we gave him a chance. We we were playing a straight ball into him to try and hold it up against what is a very, very strong back four. And what we needed was just an option. This, this isn't that Gabriel Jesus isn't good enough. I think he's absolutely good enough. But again, I've said a few times on here, I think he's the backup for Saka on the right-hand side or he's a backup to come in up top for another striker. But when you're playing a physical team, you just need an option. You need a target man. You need someone that can hold the ball and bounce it off of. Because if not, you're not going to break down this team. And it just shows where we are, right? We're a very, very good side. But... We have room to grow. The only thing I would really? argue about that target man is City last year didn't have a target man and they broke down teams like this a lot better than we do. What they do is move the ball quicker, stay wire, stretch the pitch. And I think that's where we need to also get to go. To but I, I,
1: I think that the, 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 the forest narrowed the pitch as well and everything else. Dale, I know you're limited on time. Um, um, just give us your thoughts.
4: Yeah, I think Dan's bang on there. That, seeing that graphic as well, that was quite interesting. Um, for me, I look at that left-hand side, you needed somebody like a Nelson to sit there. We, we Because we didn't have anybody out there, we, we allowed them to dictate the, the, the play. That, 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 that sounds daft, considering we had 82% possession, but they, they squeezed us. That like we, we gave them the space to do that to us. Whereas if you leave someone like a Nelson out, and again, I think it highlights, it's great in hindsight, but Tierney and Nelson on that left-hand side gives, gives us a completely different dynamic. None of those two really cut inside. They utilised the whip for the pitch, and I think in that game in hindsight, we had to do that, and it was it was uh, it was it was disappointing. It was really disappointing. Um, part of me thinks that, I wouldn't say the players are given up. so I don't think any of them are like that, but I think they accepted the fact we were probably going to finish second. So were people going in hundred percent every time and giving it a hundred percent? I'm not entirely sure. Um, that, that's a different conversation altogether. But one thing I will say before I shoot off is massive credit to the Forest fans. That place was electric, as you oh, heard, wow, on wasn't week, it? My God! Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it, how it sounded on the TV or anything, but anybody who was there on Saturday. Uh, on, on Saturday, will turn around and tell you just how loud that place was. You could not. That was. It was like it was very heads- loud on the TV as well. It was very and loud. It was unbelievable! The Forest fans were were fantastic, and I think they they they, they call it the twelfth man, and I think that really made a difference on, on Saturday. Nearly as good as about five and six. Not quite. Nearly. Nearly. <laughs>
1: I, I I tell you what I did like as a, a really nice touch at the beginning. Uh, I've got a picture of. Have I got the picture? Uh, I don't. Um, uh, got a picture of they they had their um, their flag coming down, but they had, uh, on the top of their main stand. Arsenal uh, gave them our red shirts back in, God knows, when we look at the history um, podcast we'd done a couple of summers back and you'll find out the exact time. Um, but they actually thanked us for the shirts, which I thought was a nice a nice, nice touch. touch. Um, I will get I a video up. up of... Is that
2: not the opposite way around? No, you gave us
1: the it? shirt. Like... Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know be what I'm be like. Fair. Go
3: on, Trev.
1: Dan, no, um, well, I tell before. before... Oh, go if, you
3: need
1: need to, if, if, if you've got to go, mate, thank you very much. It was brilliant seeing you on um, uh, on an away day. Sadly, you can't make it uh, for the Wolves game, but the rest of us will uh, raise a glass and thank you for your company over the season and we'll look forward to next season. And remember, we're doing a phone-in on June the 5th, which is the Monday I get back from Budapest, because I'm still going. Um, <laughs> um just uh, join us on that one as well and, and have your say on what you think of the season.
4: Of course. been a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. You have a great evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take it easy, mate. Cheers.
2: All right. Look, wow. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm on the left-hand
3: side. That's not great. That's, That's not good better. There we go. Yeah.
2: So, so many points in that, in that four or five-minute segment there. It filled my head up. But it's just sort of, it's interesting to listen because it's just filled my head up really with more questions about how that happened. Um, Yep, the Forest fans were amazing. Amazing. They needed to win the game. They needed to lift their side. And they did just that. Um, There was a 20-minute period in the second half where the Arsenal fans did not stop chanting. And we couldn't hardly make ourselves heard. They were that good, the Forest fans. But going back to the players on the field, it's really interesting because at the end of the day, if you look at a bigger picture, at the end of the day, it's an Arsenal team that was scoring goals for fun, playing a Forest side that were letting in goals for fun, and overnight it's flipped the coin right on its head. Now that don't that that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. And I agree with Dan. It's absolutely shown areas where we need to improve. It's it's just shown it towards the end of the season. Maybe not improve, but have better backup to come in to cover it. You know what I mean? So maybe improvement is the wrong word. Maybe we need more depth, yeah? Um, I just still, I can't leave it. I've got to ask you again, boys. Smith-Rowe, it don't matter what we say about positioning-wise, if we're going to go down the road of Arsenal didn't have a lot to play for and Forrest did, if we take that approach, which I don't know if that's right or wrong, then that's the reason. Surely that's the game to give Smith throw game time. You know, you can Absolutely. shift it around. Look at the lineup he's put out. He shifted it around all game. And, you know, and then we look at the lad. And it worries me greatly that we're going to lose Smith-Rowe and Tierney because they're two great actors. I'm not going to dwell on it anymore, Ferg. I'm, I'm sorry, mate. But Well, yeah. to, be, to be honest, you, you, you're, you're not far
1: off because one of the comments I put down here, Tony Adams was asking the studio on one TV uh, programme at halftime, what would he do? And he said, uh, get him Emil on. He can open doors. Um, but he hasn't really been in his groove this season. And I think that's because he's not had enough playtime. Um, I, I, I would have definitely considered bringing Smith Rowe on to open up. You know, maybe you could take Trossard off, or I don't know, drop Shaka back, brought Party up into the midfield. Because Party as well, if we look at Party, Party and Saka didn't work. And I remember and recall thinking at Villa, the way I used to see. Ben White, Odegaard and Saka working together. Uh, Dan, we, we talked about it uh, previously. Why put Partey there? And it just didn't work with Saka. And the frustration was obvious to see. He was, he was shaking his head. Arteta was telling him off.
3: Everything. I think ultimately this was a bit of an experiment, right? Partey has played there before for Atletico. I think it was Arteta seeing what... Can he do if he needed to at some point next season? And I think that's also the reason why Smith Rowe didn't play and Tierney didn't play. As Dale said, I think it's a bit of planning for next season. And I wouldn't, look, I'd say it's a shame when you have young players come through the academy that get into the first team and don't quite make it. But I think that's a reality, right? And I genuinely don't believe that they are both good enough to be in the starting 11 in this system. They're good enough to be in the starting 11 in the different system, but not how Arteta wants us to play. And I think we have to think of it as a positive that we're not going to no longer shove round pegs and square holes or whatever they say, you know. It's, we have a system, we have a way we're going to play and we're going to bring in players that suit that system. And over that period, you are going to be losing players that you get attached to, that you like, that you think are good enough. But ultimately, I think Arteta doesn't fancy them. I think there's also rumours of falling out behind the scenes with Smith-Rowe. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me. So you know, I think there's a lot that we need to consider with that. But look, if we sell him and we get some money for him and we reinvest it, I think we've only got to trust the club on their on their uh, recruitment over the last couple of years.
1: Alex, you pointed out in your article in the Gouda Fanzine about Party and Smith and if you can, the, the you. First two talking points that you talked about. The first one was the party switch, and I think um, Dan alluded to it. He played in that position for Atletico. But why would we be uh, putting him in that position? Is there any reason why
5: we be trying? To, are we trying to accommodate some future plans? I think uh, Dan is right in saying like he might be trying to plan for what we're trying to do next season. And uh, I think we all know we're trying to bring in some new midfielders, uh, especially. Declan Rice seems to be our number one priority to uh, be getting in. And you never know. He might be trying to see if that, like uh, playing party at right back in the same sort of role as uh, John Stone has been playing, would be a way to accommodate uh, both him and Declan Rice in the same uh, lineup. Um, but yeah, it's difficult to tell. But regarding Smith Rowe, it's difficult to. It's only. A year ago, since he scored ten goals in the Premier League for us and, and was one of our best players last year, so it's just uh, it's sad to see this sort of I don't know if I'd call it downfall, but he's been injured a lot and he just never seemed to get back into his rhythm that he was in last season. Um, thinking back uh, of last season, he scored some incredible goals and he was uh, him and Saka was probably our two best players last year, so. I think it would be gutting for, for him to see to see him go. Um, for me, he's really like this, the symbol of uh, the rise of, of the new Arsenal after Arteta took over. So uh, it would, I think it would be difficult for a lot of fans to see him go. Uh, he's, a, he's a Hayland boy as well. Uh, but as Dan said, uh, I trust the club too. So we never know what's going on behind the scenes. There might be more going on. So I would trust the club if he was to leave... Uh, and, and try try new things on. But it would be uh, gutting to see him go.
2: Trev? Look, look, right, I can't leave this with Smith-Rowe because I do disagree with you boys a bit, right? I know he's not had a chance since he was injured, but when you're talking about positional play and where they play, when he was fit and when he was breaking into the side and when he was looking amazing, you look at how he scored his goals, Smith-Rowe. He managed to get in the box and find a yard. And he'd sweep the ball into the net for a lot of his goals. In a crowded penalty box, he'd find a yard. And that was exactly what we were lacking at the weekend. So I'm hoping, I'm thinking maybe he just doesn't trust his fitness yet and he's not going to let him go. He's not going to let him have the game time. But then why put him on the bench? But you look at all of Smith-Rowe's goals and he finds a yard in a crowded penalty area. And that's what we were lacking. And while we're talking about City, it's really interesting you say that, boys, because it crossed my mind that they, yeah, City are playing the, these people at the back and and, and opening it up a bit more. But don't forget, City have, have changed their whole game plan this year to suit one player, to suit Erling Haaland, right? They've gone from having the kind of forward line we've got at the moment to having this great big target man. And they've changed it. And And maybe that's part of why they're winning every game, because teams are not expecting them to do that. And maybe that's why on the on the reverse side we've started not getting the results we wanted. The teams know that we've only got the one game plan at the moment, and that points me towards a big summer signing or two or three. You know, um, the,
1: Trev, it, like that that game plan is down to one man, and it's down to Mikel Arteta. And I'm not one for criticizing the guy because I think the guy's done great with what he's how he's. Um, uh, re-engaged with the fan base, he's re-engaged with the players, uh, the players that he's got playing for us, want to play for us, the players that he, he's he got playing for us, want to play for him, but I do question I have done it before, two or three times this season, I do question I question his tactics and positional uh, playoff um, uh, uh, against Forrest but, you know, inketia uh, for Jorginho, uh, Tierney for Shaka. um, Trossard, uh, sorry, Fabio for Trossard. Um, uh, 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 look, what, right,
2: look, look, look. Uh, let's not let's not give people a false impression here. For me, when I'm saying this, what I'm saying tonight, right? I'm speaking honestly. I'm not. I trust Arteta, and and people know that. I say it every week. I think Arteta's is quite possibly the best young manager in the world. Right? Who's learning his trade still. And he's got possibly the best young squad in the world. And I think that we've been found out towards the end of the season. But what we're doing tonight, Ferg, is we're doing what we always do and what we always do well. We're reflecting on a bad performance. And we're not afraid to find some faults and, 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 and say what we think. But we're not actually calling anyone out badly, are we? And that's where, what we're no. good at, mate. We are all ever so entitled. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. But it's the way you put that opinion across. If you structure it like we always do, then that's fine. So I think that we had a bad game on... An awful game at the weekend. We can all find people to blame. But like you just said, mate, if you look at the bigger picture, we've got a great developing squad. We've got a great developing manager. The summer should see us take another step forward, you know, and and, and come back stronger next season. We ain't going to be no weaker, you know? So... Yeah, that's where I am anyway, mate.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with a little bit of what you said, Ferg, but I also think it's a bit unfair on our all fairness, right? I think I agree with the fact that he's a young manager and he's going to make mistakes and he's learning just as you know, as any of the young players are. But ultimately, we have a squad of, if you're talking about probably top quality players, a squad of 13 or 14. City have got a squad of 20 to 22 top class talents and they've got the flexibility to make changes and to adapt systems and to to change how they play you know and even how they adapted to to Haaland this season I don't think it's just about adapting to Haaland it's they had players that were causing problems as well the likes of Cancelo playing high on the the right and not working quite well with with Mares and and, you know they switched that with Ake coming in and but they can they can bring in top quality players to completely change the system we haven't got that yet ultimately you know and we're talking about still good players coming in but not players that are going to go and win you a league title or a champions league and this is why i feel like if players like give you an example where smith Rowe wants to leave because he feels like he's not getting enough game time i'd say okay fair enough like see you later and thanks very much like no no hard feelings but we can't have players demanding to play. I think, the change, coming up the level. I think they changed the their, their game plan
1: uh, for Haaland. But I also think they changed their game plan a little bit for um, Arsenal. Um, because I, I, I do think like uh, they brought that young uh, young lad in. What is uh, the midfield? Um, Rico Lewis. Yeah, they brought Rico Lewis in and changed and Cancelo got... Uh, booted out to Bayern Munich on loan. And that was all to, to change the formation to to deal with the likes of what, what we were given against them, plus accommodate Haaland.
3: Yeah, there's a, there's a part of that, but there's also the fact that, you know, the, the main change that they actually had was before you had a centre-half dropping into midfield, someone else staying out wide, and then you had Cancelo, which was actually at the first, initially on the left, would cut inside and, and put balls in. Whereas this now changed to Mara staying high and wide, and the defence being closer to their natural position when they ultimately lose the ball in transition. So I think a lot of it is Pep also learned a lot from Arteta. So I think, you know, to, to say Arteta got things wrong, he's going to get things wrong, and I think it's inevitable. But I think Pep will admit he, he learns regularly lots from Arteta. So I don't know. For me, there's a, there's a lot of positives, but there's a, a massive room to grow. And that will be seen in the next two or three windows where I hope we bring in some top quality players, and it, and it and it is without sounding like another cliche back back at the beginning of the season, it's a process. I'm no, I'm,
1: curi- Come on, I'm coming to you uh, as well, Alex. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's 100%. Alex,
5: go. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I'm curious to see how, um, I think we can all agree that the biggest problem we've had defensively has been how we've dealt with uh, Sinchenko in our defence, because it's pretty clear to see that a lot of teams are attacking us down our left-hand side of the defense. So I'm I'm curious to see how Arteta will develop our tactics next season to uh to sort of cover cover that uh thing uh, cuz it has been we have and we've been really poor defensively the last 10 15 games towards the end of the season. We've let in a lot of goals and it's partly down to Saliba not being fit and ready and in the team uh but we still need to figure out how to play with Sinchenko in the team because i think he's he's good enough to play in the team but we just have to find the the proper role for him because it, it hasn't worked out uh, throughout the whole season um so i don't know what your your guys take is on that one and yeah what trev, do you think we should trev, do trev um like you know
1: we had 81 82% depending on where you're looking at possession in that game against forest uh you look at the last eight games we only won two after the last eight we lost three drew three and city went on a run um one of alex's talking points on his uh blog on the guna was you know we need a strong up front uh presence and we saw that especially at forest jesus his work rate isn't in, isn't in question. We just
2: need better him. So, so, you, you can, it ties together nicely with the uh, possession statistics, doesn't it? Because um, let's get things right. Let's put it straight. Okay, that wasn't an unlucky loss on, uh, at Forest. We weren't penetrating and hitting crossbars and making the goalkeeper was make saves and coming close. We didn't create at all. And it worries me, if I'm honest. It really worries me. And so then it moves on to to what's next. I think that Jesus has been found out a bit towards the end of the season. I think probably all our front players have been found out a little bit and teams are now playing us accordingly. That is why, as Alex just said, we need to be able to change the look of our front line, not just over the course of three or four games, but at the click of a finger we need Arteta to be able to turn around look at his bench and say, right, you, on. I need to change this. I need to change the way we play. I need to move the focus. And I don't think we can do that in a minute. Well, I know we can't do it because Eddie Huffs and puffs, but Eddie doesn't change the perspective of how we play, right? So, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Arteta probably hasn't had a chance to sign someone big and clumsy and dangerous up front because, as Arteta has said, Rightfully so, he will not buy players that don't improve our team. And I support that all the way, right? But from my perspective, now, looking at now, looking at what happened at the weekend, we need to be able to bring someone on that changes the outlook of our forward play. We don't have that. We don't have it. Uh, We had a a
1: debate, and it got a little bit um, uh, more than a debate, on our WhatsApp group about um, Eddie... uh, Eddie, Eddie and um, I, no I was just toying um, uh, Eddie Nketiah clearly not, not good enough sorry don't start me Trev
2: oh, do you know my old ticket can't say much more of this right move on uh, Ed,
1: Eddie Nketiah um, clearly isn't good enough as um, a, a forward line man um, Right, let's let, let, let's look at Balogun. Balogun is the first um, uh, the first uh, American player, okay he's claimed to be American now, but the first American player uh, to get 20 goals in a single season in one of the top five European leagues. That league being Ligue 1 in uh, France. Uh, Trevor, I'll go to you first on this occasion. Do you see, we, we saw Balogun and Eddie playing at Brentford, Not last, not this season, last season, first game of the season. And they were pretty poor. He's had that time in France.
2: Would you give him a goal in the Premier League? For once in my life, I'll be really quick, Ferg. Balogun scored all them goals in the French League, but Lacazette scored more. Right, That sort of gives you a perspective on the level of play. Having said that, we did see Balogun get a chance or two at the start of last season, didn't we? And he was non-existent. He was non-existent. But two years further on, if you said to me tomorrow, you've got to give Eddie a run out, or you've got to give Balogun a run out, I'd put the lad Balogun in, because we've seen what Eddie can do. Um, oh God, I don't want to feel like I'm getting on his back. I'm not getting on his back. I love his efforts, but we want to win the league. So we've got to change things. I would put Balogun in over Eddie tomorrow. No danger. See what he can do. See what he's learned. Um,
1: Alex... Because I'm, I'm not going to get any reason out of Dan. I'll ask you. On I've that actually got a really reasonable
5: point, but never mind. We'll come to you in a second. Alex? Uh, I think it's a valid point that, that Trev made about uh, the French League and the level of it. But you can make the counter-argument that young Saliba went there and played two good, very good seasons uh, and came back and was the best defender in the league. So... It can go both ways, and it it's difficult to. It doesn't always translate uh, from the from the League One to the to the Premier League. But I think I'd like to give him a chance, especially if he was to move Jesus out to the uh, to the right hand side and and challenge uh, Saka for his place. I think it would make make sense to keep Balogun and then still get uh, another striker, a big striker that can. As Trev said, change the course of the game. Someone we could bring in from the bench and and switch up the tactics. And uh, very good point that Andrew made the, in the comments as well. With we have five substitutions available in each game, so I think it's important that we need someone on the bench. Uh, and we need people on the bench who can change the course of the game. Right now, we've got very similar players in profile. Uh, bringing Eddie on doesn't change much to Jesus up front uh bringing on Trossard doesn't really change too much so i think we really need to switch up the the profiles in our team uh, especially in the in the front line uh but i would still keep Balogun.
3: Dan? yeah it's it's interesting because to be honest we we did have a really good debate in the chat obviously you wouldn't know for because you didn't read half the comments but um we actually had a really really good uh a really good debate in the, in the don't chat don't pick on the fact that he's dyslexic <laughs> Stop looking on broad
2: focusness. Now then, knock it on the head, young Danny. But, my
3: man. <laughs> I've actually got a good point. But what we've seen in previous years, for example, right, Saliba, he came in in pre-season and he proved Arteta wrong. Okay, so there is always an opportunity for players to come in and prove the manager wrong and say, "I want my chance." Saliba, Arteta admits, came in and he said, "No, we have to get this guy in the team and we have to accommodate him." If Balogun comes in in pre-season and smashes it he'll get his chance. But ultimately, if he doesn't smash it in pre-season, I'd have absolutely no problem selling him and saying, no, we're going to go out and buy someone.
2: What you talking shit for?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, well. What did you make on the group chat, folks? Um I didn't read it I got past the first sentence
1: um and to be honest I was just being playful and toy, uh, toying with um the person uh, who's a, a really nice guy but yeah, yeah but he was Uncle birds one. not nice really, really, no he's really, not a nice guy listen uh, before we finish up with the forest game uh, I want to show you one the reaction well one the view that we had well no view because the sun was in our eyes um and uh Two, uh, what's happened there? Uh, and two, the 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 reaction uh, off and the noise in the city ground. <laughs> It was it wow. was really noisy, Trev. It was, a good wow. as well. it was a wow. It was it wow. was a wow moment. Honestly, I left there and I, at half time we went outside and, and met up with Trev and, and Dale and that. And I said to Dan, actually, I said, it's like walking out of a disco when I was young. And he went, oh, I don't remember. I did, we didn't have those back then. But your ears were ringing, yeah. absolutely ringing with the noise, Trev.
2: They, that, they were absolutely fantastic. I mean, you've got to remember, it's their first season back in the Premier League for many, many years. 26 years. Desperate to get back in the Premier League. And now they're desperate to stay in there because they've had a great season, the Forest fans enjoying playing Premier League football. And they were going to be the 12th man at the weekend, whether we liked it or whether we didn't. And I have a lots of praise for, fun, for um, Newcastle fans. I love the way Newcastle fans make noise. But I'm telling you now, for nothing, I was at Newcastle the week before and I was in Forest... At the weekend and then 26,000 Forest fans that were in that ground made more noise than Newcastle did. My ears were ringing from start to finish and the Arsenal fans were good. There was a, there was a stage in the second half for about, tw- I said it earlier and I'm going to say it again. There was a stage in that second half for about 20 minutes when the Arsenal fans just did not stop chanting. Yep, we, we saw Ben, didn't we, up there. 20 minutes, the Arsenal fans were at it. But you could hardly make yourself heard those forest fans were so good and I applaud their efforts and I'm glad they're not going down
5: yeah, yeah just a small point to add I I'm, I'm, I agree with you fully Trevor I think Forest is a cl- like a club with lo- lots of class rich history we we know the pedigree in Europe and uh, it's just nice to see when you see all all the all the teams in the Premier League a lot of teams they've got bedding shirt sponsors and crappy sponsors all over the place and then you see forest they've just got the the UN uh, refugee agency uh, as their shirt sponsor on on the shirt so it's just a very classy club so I, I was gutted that we lost the game but I'm I'm happy a, a team like Forrest can stay in, in the league for another year
3: yeah well to be fair Ferg we, we you know we touched on it in the the video you played earlier but we had to walk down from the pub to the ground and I I don't think we've seen anything to, to disagree with that. You know, there are good fans still around and it's good to see good clubs, I think, stay up. Because ultimately, that we're all the same. We all support our club and we all go for the same reason. So, you know, there's a comment in the chat about rather Forest and Leeds and I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, to be honest, Le- Leeds and Manchester United are the two
1: places that I didn't feel welcomes a football fan. Leeds because they were just the dirty leads. And there's another word that goes in there as well. Man United, just because they felt false and fake. Um, and ah, there was just something not nice about them. I, I, I don't rate City as their I, the core support, I I get. and uh, But there's just so many hangers on. Uh, Chelsea's not great either. But yeah, Um, the Forest, uh, we felt it. When we were the Trent Navigation uh, for the FA Cup, Trev, Um, we it was quite a mixed crowd, and we stood there, sitting, chatting, and having a good, a proper football debate with a football
2: loving town. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, um, they're they're a good set of fans, or um, of Forest. I I like their company. I know a lot of Forest fans because the area of the country I live, there's lots of Forest fans here, and it was a lot on your train
1: home as well, wasn't
2: there? Train journey home at the weekend. But it was all good-hearted. There was there was no, no threats to all that. And unlike Leeds, I mean, I think Leeds must think that London is just full of financial institutions because all the time what I'm ever in Leeds, they keep calling me a Cockney banker. Well, at least I think that's what they're saying. And so, you know, they're a bit threatening. I don't I don't get on with them very well at all. They even so... called
1: me a Cockney. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God, that's an insult. Yes. <laughs> Right, listen,
1: listen after what? the game Arteta um, he, he wasn't he wasn't He was. He was he wasn't in great form let's, let's have a listen
4: your team have been brilliant but we know now that City are champions what are your reflections in this moment
1: well first of all congratulations to City for, for winning the championship and uh, obviously a really sad day for us after everything that we've done in the season but um, now we have to face the reality and and today we, we gave a, a goal away, a huge chance away as well that we gave them. And, um, and we weren't good enough to break them down. We could have played here three hours and have this feeling that we didn't have enough. Uh.
2: True. The seven minutes added on, it could have been 70. He's honest. He's honest yeah. as they come. He's our manager. And I'm proud of him for it, you know. He cares.
5: Um, you can tell he enough. cares
2: he cares about what happens on the field. And he he cares about the fans and he cares about the football club, and uh, I, I I'm over the moon with him. I know we've we've pulled it apart really tonight, haven't we? But but we all still love Arteta, don't we? We 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 know what we've got. I think we know what we've got. We've just got to make it work, and and we'll improve we've again. We got summer. Super Mick Arteta. <laughs> That <laughs> uh, my old mate. I've, uh, we've had a couple of questions coming. Is it time to have a quick look at them now, mate? Uh, just before we do that, um, I, I thought before we finish up on, on, on
1: the game itself and we look at the questions, um, we've met um, Ramsell's dad, all of us have, over, over the period of time, over the season, of the last couple of seasons, and he thanked... Uh, fans for making his dad so welcome and his family so welcome and a, and a superhero. Um, I think the guy gets the
0: club. Watch this. Listen to this. Um, you know all that all the hard work over months has obviously come to an end today. So that's really difficult. Um, we just couldn't find a way through today. Um, Credit Forest. They um, they know what they needed to do. Got that goal and defended really well, and we just we just struggled to to break that down. And yeah, it's just a disappointing day, disappointing end. Is it worth saying? Does it need saying though that you've pushed an immense team, maybe the one of the best ever Premier League teams, really hard? Yeah, we know that um, deep down we know what um, what we've achieved, um, and I think if when the dust settles, we'll we will we'll be proud. But it's just the way it's happened, which. Um, is, a, is a similar taste to last year as well but so this is another learning curve for us um, but yeah I think when we look back it will be um, it will be a, a season to be proud of for, for Arsenal Football Club and, and one we'll be proud of as players as well Who wants to follow on?
3: Well I was going to say it's a massive thing to have people like that in a club that I think just just get the club and I think you can, you can near enough explain what happened on the weekend because players like that, for example, I can imagine feel very much similar to how we feel. And they're going to have been excited, nervous, and gone through all the same emotions that we have and now feel flat as hell. And as much as they're professional and go out there and give it their all, they might be 3 4 5% off. And you're playing against a forest side that are putting in an extra three, four, five percent because they're absolutely going to try and stay up. And it just creates a difference like that. And, you know, we're talking about top, top level football in the Premier League and fine margins make a difference. And, but what I am pleased with is I think players like that, that do get it, will pick it up and go again next year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that, it is an interview like that is a massive sign of the improvement within our club. We've seen the improvement off the field with the found, but that's a massive sign of the improvement within the playing staff of our football club, because you go back to the lows and our players don't speak to us like that. They don't, they don't have it in them to come and speak to us like that. And when you start hearing players talking like that, it sort of puts a bad performance like the weekend into perspective. You know, you can take it easier, can't you? Because you know, they're trying, you know, they're trying something was drastically wrong, but it was it that interview makes me feel good, and I know that runs throughout the squad. I and mean, there's better, this is the start on it, mm. Alex. Your thoughts on that, and then we'll do these questions.
5: Yeah, I mean, in regards to Ramsdale, I just pretty much agree. And I don't know if you've seen his uh, the, the video they put out with the contract extension. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that video, but it just yes yeah it just shows both him and his family they they've really just settled down in the club and I mean apart from his accent you could think he was a Highland hey boy um he just yeah as you've said he gets the club and he gets the values of the club um and he just shows he cares uh and he as Dan said it's like he's a fan um so it's yeah I'm really glad we're we're able to keep him uh for for an extended number of years because not only is he is he a good player he he's he's a good protector of the values in the in our club
3: yeah.
5: it was that it was that helen
1: uh, that that video his uh extended contract one when he said how welcome his family have made him um and uh made his dad a hero and everything else and he thanked us very much for that so we've got a few questions in here then trev uh
3: you're in charge of the clicker so oh. away you go
2: we go then. Come on, boys. Who's having a go at that?
3: Oh, definitely. Definitely I had that exact conversation about two hours ago in the gym. And my answer was absolutely 100% yes. Don't care that he's 32 years old. He's a proven winner. He's a leader. And you just see what he did for City at the end of this season in the running. He stepped up and scored goals when they needed. And he is the perfect player to play that eight role, in my opinion. doesn't have to start every game. To come in in big games, Champions League games, that would be where he just, you know, he earns his money. And um, I hope if they want to give him a two year contract or three year contract or whatever that would secure him, go give it to him.
5: Yeah, and the experience as well with Shaka, but he's very likely to leave. I think we'll see him. Uh, I think it'll be official before the Wolves game that he'll leave to Liverpool. And so um, with him leaving, I think we've, we need to add a bit of experience. We don't. Uh, only need to add the the young talent we need to bring in some some players, players with experience as well to guide us through those tough moments in the season uh, and in the crucial knockout games in the Champions League as well so I'd, i agree with that and i'd definitely take him in as well
2: yeah. yeah i'd i'd take him all day long as long as he's not our star signing as long as he's been brought in to add depth to the squad all day long but if you come to me and say our star signing next year is going to be gundogan not good enough for me we want, we want more we want better I'll take him
1: all day I, long. I believe he's on a free, so the wages will be high. But his experience, a bit like we did with uh, Jorginho and uh, also Jesus and, and, and Zinni, uh, what they've added in quality of knowledge, depth, football, nous mm-hmm. uh, of how to deal with, you know, a title run in, how to deal with, you know, getting knocked back and stuff like that. Like Z- Zinny, for me, has been just outstanding. I, and if he had lost a leg, I'd still have him in the dressing room because I think he can talk to the players and make them understand what it is to play for Arsenal Football Club. You know, he's playing for the Arsenal, and he understands because he understands like we do. Exactly.
2: Um, great question. Thank you, Euan. Yeah, thank you, Euan. But we don't want him to turn up and think that is what like we had in the past. You're exactly right, Ferg. You absolutely nailed it there, mate. He's got to want to turn up to play for the Arsenal. Then we'll be interested. Now the next one, Ferg, is more of a statement than a question, but it's really interesting. And it's worth giving 30 seconds of our time to, mate. Dow has just messaged us. Mm, I mean, good it appears point, yeah. are out of Champions League now. And, uh, so that means we move up to pot two, which changes the outlook of it greatly. Um, it's just worth putting it out there. I don't know if we want to discuss it at all, but it's interesting to see.
5: It just means we, we we're more likely to get an easier group in the in the Champions League. So yeah, yeah it's it's worth noting. We thought oh, that part. second
3: pot is just as hard. if not harder than that first pot. I know you say the first <laughs> pot is it, a winner. That second pot is tricky.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're but, in the second pot, so we oh, we good. We're in it. No, that's what I'm saying. Like we avoid yeah, yeah. someone that is very yeah. very tricky. So. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. Although a little bit guided, I really would love a trip away at Dortmund, to be honest. But I
5: listen, listen. I think it's important.
1: Uh, they'll win
3: don't...
5: the. They'll win the the Bundesliga, so we might get them. Uh, they'll be in pot one. Probably. Yeah, they it could be now. Yeah, it's changed
3: since yeah. our last look. Looks at the pots. Yeah. So, yeah. So,
5: so, so it's important though that this
1: young side don't get the first time in the Champions League and get roasted, and then the bottom are back <laughs> in the Europa League, in my view. Oh, um, don't, don't even say it. Don't even say it,
5: folks. We what need to progress
1: past... I, I, I don't think they will, and I think we will buy well, and, and, and so on. But I, I, I think it's important that we progress. And even if we just get to the last 16, and don't get to the quarters, I still think that is... A positive move. It shows progression, and yeah. we said, trust the process. It's now trust, trust the, 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 the
5: progress. We need to uh, establish yeah. as a as a top team in Europe again in the Champions League. So yes, I think absolutely moving past group stages is one of one of the most important things, along as along with getting uh, another spot for next year in, in the Champions yeah. League. And part three would have meant that was, there, was a, there was a huge chance of us not doing that, Trevor.
2: You're having this conversation too soon, boys. Don't enjoy the qualification until the end of this season. Enjoy the improvement we've made in qualifying for the Champions League for the first time in God knows how many years. This is a great conversation to have, but it's for the start of next season. That's not for now. Let's enjoy what we've done, boys. Absolutely agree with Ferg. Absolutely agree with Alex. But, come on, let's enjoy what we've got, boys. We'll talk about where we're going. All right. I've got one more question here. Some, Some Irish blokes... Stuck a question up and it seems to have generated some interest, so I'll let uh, his royal Fergusoness uh, answer it. Really,
1: hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Um, <laughs> a question to everybody <laughs> uh, This season we finished second place and we've qualified for the Champions League. If next season, um, we were to finish in the same position, second and qualify for the Champions League, would you be happy? And if so, what caveats? Would I, I didn't put this in the question, what caveats would make it acceptable? Um Alex, I'll go to you first.
5: I know we I don't think we'll all agree on this one, but as of now, yes, I'd take second uh next season. And I know I can see Dan shaking his head already, but I just don't think it's realistic that we through one transfer window can can overtake City because they're gonna improve their squad as well. Uh, so, re- realistically, right now, I'd accept, um, I- I'll accept. i accept second place as long as we can push City all the way like we've done this year. Uh, Trevor, we know where Dan is.
2: Let's have your view on it. I would take fourth from bottom if we won the Champions League. I'm desperate to see my football club win the Champions League. Desper- <laughs> um I think the league will look after itself next year. I really do think we're going to be good enough for the league to look after itself. And don't forget the Champions League now is going to, give us, going to make players want to join us. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a really interesting summer. Um, I want to see my great football club win the Champions League in my lifetime and I'm running out of time. So I want to see us win the Champions League. I, I can't see us not finishing in the top two or three of the football league next season. But obviously, I want us to win it. Of course I want us to win it. But there's well, that, some sides do, we, through.
5: do we agree the question is not, the question is not, do we want to win it? It's, do we realistically think we'll win the league?
3: Dan? Well, I think I need to clarify that question then. Is the question finish second and qualify for Champions League? Or is it finish second and win Champions League? Uh
1: basically do what we did this season, which is... Okay,
3: right. If it's win the Champions League, 100% agree with Trev. But if it's just qualify for the Champions League and finish second like this year, absolutely not. I think we are well on our way to establish ourselves again as a top four side and a major player. And I think we will improve and we will buy well. But ultimately, success is winning something. Success is not finishing second and qualifying every year. If you qualify and don't win it, that isn't success. Now... Second place is still, whatever way you look at it, first loser. And we've lost the league this year. You have to be, to be a top club, a winner, and have the mentality of, I want to go there and I want to win it. And I'm not going to celebrate a second place. I'm I'm absolutely over the moon with the progression of this team, but I'm not going to celebrate a second place. We're here to win, we're the Arsenal, and that's what our history has done and that's what we need to do in the
2: future. It's an interesting Um, point, and it's a really interesting point in that let me, let me chuck this one at you, Ferg, right? I love asking you the questions, mate. I honestly think we've shown, beer. <laughs> we've shown this season that we are a good enough side to win the Premier League. We've already shown it. We've just not carried the form on for the three or four games that we needed to at the end of the season. You know, we've shown that we're good enough. We've just got to get that little bit extra. And I've, I'm sure we'll get it next season. Whether the Champions League will be a help or a hindrance to us winning the Premier League, who knows? But you've got to be in it to win it, boys.
1: Was there a question in there? Because you said you were going to ask me one.
2: Yeah, um, I can't remember now what it was. Yeah, do you think that we are already good enough to win the Premier League and we've just got to add a bit more depth?
1: No, I, I, I think if we'd won the Premier League this season, whilst it would have been wonderful, I think it would have been... Helped along by other teams that haven't been as good. The likes of Liverpool haven't been as good. Chelsea are a basket case. Uh, Newcastle uh, will come back in and be stronger uh, next season. Although Champions League might take their attention away from the Premier League. Um, I would have been delighted. I, I I, think there's part of me now that wants Pep Guardiola to um, win the Champions League and go, my work here is done and then piss off away from Man City. Because... Whilst he's at Man City, I think we will struggle. Any team will struggle to try and grasp the Premier League away from, uh, us, uh, from, from, from them. As for Arsenal, can, would I accept second and Champions League qualification? A bit what
5: Lyle said, um, we need to win a trophy, be it the League Cup. Yeah, I, I um, agree. I agree. I think that'll, that'll be important to win something next year. Stay yeah, on the I subject, think- Stay on the subject. How does that change your view? No, really that, interesting point from Jules. No, I don't think so. Look, look at the games we played against City. We we looked miles apart from them in in both games. I don't I think, Alex. No, great- no, no, but I, I, I think, sorry, did. I, I. Think-
1: I, I think the City games, for us to win the league, we need to beat City at least once in the season, uh, in my view, um, and ideally at home. Um, but without Saliba, we dropped... If, 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 I, I probably deleted the, the graphic, but we dropped so many points and games. The, 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 the Brighton game, that wouldn't have happened with Saliba, I don't think. Um, definitely the Southampton game wouldn't have happened with Saliba. There, there, there's so many games that we dropped points uh, without Saliba because we had rob holding in place that we've we're not going to slag the guy off but we we've, we've all said where his failings are um with distribution and stuff like that the guy wears his heart on his sleeve and and i i think he deserves to wear the arsenal shirt but we need a fit saliba as andy said i i do think if we had saliba i think we would push city further and with other teams being off we could have won the league this season um I think we've been fantastic this season and I, I, I'm proud to be an Arsenal fan. Look, we, we, we've got the most away clean sheets uh, more than any other, any other team. We've 10 away clean sheets down to that great keeper that we've got in, in Aaron Ramsdale. And the closest is Villa. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad uh, he didn't keep a clean sheet against us, but the Brentford keepers is fantastic. Ex-Arsenal keepers, you know, three out of the top four Arsenal keepers. So, it, it it's it's a, a testament to say that something is going right at Arsenal. Um, but we, we are just a, a way off in numbers and quality. You said 13 earlier when my camera was off. Uh, I think we got probably 15
2: uh, uh, first-team players, Dan. But... And I'm, I'm going to come to Heath's question after this, Dan. Fergus, really interesting, right? Because a very wise old head said to me earlier this season... But to, it's all right winning London games. It's all right winning all your derbies in London. But to win the league, you've got to win in the North West. To win the Football League or the Premier League, you've got to win in the North West. And this year, we've lost at Everton. We've lost at Man United, We've lost at City and drawn at Liverpool. That is where we need to improve. If you win in the North West, you win the league. That is, what, that is what this old head said to me. And it, at the time, I sort of brushed it off. But the more I think about it and the more I see the season develop, it sort of it sort of resonates a bit, you know. Anyway, question for Dan.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting because I think if you take it as a read, whole... Read, read, read the question out
1: first Ed, so people on audio can understand what the question is.
3: No, they need to come over to YouTube first.
1: Uh, yeah, they do, but <laughs> people do listen. creating. says Dan, are, are we not ahead of the process this season? So next season,
3: has it has it to be the same? I I would say no. I, I get the point that there is let's say a three or a five year plan or whatever you want to call it, and ultimately, if you said at the beginning, in the end of that plan, to achieve it, would you be happy? You'd say yes. But we're not there anymore. We're ahead of it. We're ahead of the curve. But that doesn't mean drop back and then, you know, be happy with a. A flat season, as such, keep going. We've improved, keep improving, go on to the next stage. We've we've near enough skipped a stage, right? So, I I still think, as as winners, if you want to be winners, you have to have that mentality. So, you can't go into it saying, Oh, we've improved so much, but if we just stay the same next season, I wouldn't be the end of the world. I mean, that's that's a that's the mentality of that lockdown. The road,
1: I suppose, I'm not not saying stay the same, but like if. If we push on, I, I think if we add a trophy to what we've achieved this season, I think then that would be... The, the disappointment of this season is that all our eggs were in one basket with the Premier League. I'm really disappointed that whilst I'm going to Budapest next week, the Arsenal aren't going to, to Budapest because I don't, really thought that we, we 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 could have won that trophy.
5: Don't you think that emphasises a bit like how much further City are ahead of us with them... Totally, Com- comfortably beating Real Madrid by Munich uh, in the FA Cup final, whilst still winning the Premier League, and we from eleven like, points behind. Yeah, and then we're expected to do the same next season with only one transfer window. Look,
2: it's it's, it's all right. We can improve as much as you want. We will, and we will.
5: But, but I, I, just we think, be- I just think I just think it will take more than one transfer window.
2: But will. Rate rate of have just had a few players, transfer windows already, though. Will we ever catch City? Because I have it in my head that if a player becomes available, we get him or another club gets him, but only if City don't want him. You know what I mean? So City are just going to keep on improving because I'm not going to stop. We've done all the accusations, bit. we've done all the money bit. So people know what we're on about there. We don't have to mention it. But I'm telling you for nothing, if City want a player, the likelihood is they'll get him. And if they don't want him, then another club gets a look in. That's the way I see it at the moment. I will tell you what, I've just seen, Ferg. You've seen the time, son. Yes, I know.
1: Yeah, we, it's flown, hasn't it? flown, isn't it? Absolutely um, flown. Before we go, I just thought, like you know, we would uh, play a little video of uh, the Canal House um, in, um, oh, no. in Nottingham. What are you doing? You're
0: in the mirror.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: where
0: are we gone? It it was absolutely brilliant
1: to see Andy do that with it, with his shirt and it was great to meet him. I know we I've, I've met him a few times um fleetingly at different games, but uh it was really good to see him there and and and, and all the other guys as well. Isn't um man. this is our last probably post-match podcast. Our next podcast um, won't be next Monday because I'll be away. Um, The next podcast will be... What's that? We'll do one then. All right, yeah. I, I'd like I'd like to see you try and set this up and get it going. <laughs> That'd be funny. I'll watch that. I'll sit in a bar in Budapest with a cold beer at about 50p a pint and I'll watch it. And I'll be sitting there in the comments and everything else. Um, but um, yeah, we, we're going to do uh, one next, uh, on the 5th of June, the, the following Monday. Uh, we'll do it as a phone in. And because there's no football, we'll probably let it run a little bit longer. So if you've got questions, if you've got things you'd like to talk about, uh, drop us um, a message on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons uh, on Twitter, or you can go onto our website and send us an email. Irish Mick sent me an email uh, today via the contact us thing as well for some uh, uh, hints and clues of what to do. He's over for uh, at the, the last game of the season, so hopefully we might see him in, in, in the Woodbine afterwards. Um, we can't we can't go without just mentioning about this lot oh, And they're back, in the, they're back in the position they belong, which is um, about eighth,
2: ninth in the league. Before you play the music that makes me cry, right? You know, you know I've, I've just... I've talked, there's a couple of things, right? Firstly, since you played that, it's been hilarious this week because Tottenham fans have actually been trying to banter us. There was a post on social media saying, we got close to City, but not quite close enough. And a City player... A, uh, uh, a Spurs fan has replied but not close enough, eh? They sort of forget that they were 24 points further back. It's hilarious. I laugh. I don't banter them now. Secondly, uh-huh. the Riders of the night are in the Gunners Bar after the game this weekend. I'm sure they'd appreciate anyone going in and watching them. It's a great laugh. And then, Ferg, I've got to do this, right? Because this is where I start getting emotional, right? When you look back on this season, don't look at the end of the season. Look at the whole picture, right? And, and just remember, right, things we've seen this season that we ain't seen before. This team gave us hope this season. We ain't had hope like we've had this season for, ever since I can remember. This team gave us a chance of winning the Premier League this season, when for years we've had no chance. This team got us nearly to the line. Not quite, right? This team made other fans banter us again. They bantered us, other fans. Why? Because they're jealous, because we knew we were better than them. They knew we were better and they banter us and I love to see it, right? This team made the pundits give us credit for the first time in years. The pundits have spent the last few years laughing at us, taking the mickey out of us. Gary the Weasel, Neville and co have been laughing at us. Now they've had to praise us, right? And of course, overall, it's been a bad season. I've just said that, right? And most importantly of all, we saw it with Ramsdale. This team engages with us fans. And it works both ways. And that has made this the most amazing season. And we've got to ride on it and enjoy it and come back stronger next season. We will. Because we are the Arsenal. Capital T. I'm Dunford. Sing along, I you So i these streets alone through this barricade home Upon the barren fields of ivory. roof, the stadium's to stone Through the turnstiles of the angel, see the on the green From the cali to the cross, and every ship's on between Past the church, the if you crack then and the off on the corner See the brasses from the brothel, that pretends to be a storm Watch the bedroom in the bookings, see the winners and the losers, seeking solace from their sorrow in the local battle cruises. Through the madness in the market, where the faces turn to greet you. Hello, Baba, happy mother, here I suck me like a Gator. Double buy a massive liquor, a double rose in the up chat. Or watch a retired gangster's bicker, every day an office chat. The little fuckers who's in trouble For the causes make you smile you meet your fuckers for a couple Forget your troubles for a while From the full now to the heavy All the faces are the same Is the matter might be changing But the people still remain You ready?
1: Forecasts, no, no, we haven't. We, listen, we've got loads to go through yet. Listen, uh, quickly go through forecasts. Uh, I got five nil again. Go on,
5: Sonic.
2: To all, I
5: think we really need to win the last game of the season to go in with the next season with hope. So, four nil
3: Four one. Nice.
1: one, okay. I'm trying to get your picture you just sent to me, Alex. Where is it gone? By
2: the way, oh here we here we go, here we go. Uh, Some four. We need a big win. Hey, Reese is open. Look, Reese is open. I hope you're right, Reese. Six nil. Uh it's well. Right. If, if, like that. Let me I'll just try
1: that.
3: and get this I'll up. That up.
2: Well, Aaron. that'll do. Four nil.
3: I'll say one thing while uh, Fergie's trying to get the picture up, and I really, really want to do this this weekend. Let's make block five and six the loudest we've heard it all season. Imagine just an end-of-season party. Forget what's happened. Everyone together, loud and proud, in the Emirates early, cheap beers in the stadium, everyone together singing, and with the team to the end as a thank you for the road that we're on and for bringing back the love we've all got with the club.
1: That, that, that's the final topic. Look, we might as well go to, for the last seven minutes, make it an hour and a half podcast. It's going to be probably uh, the, the same. Uh, before, um, are, who's Alex? You're not over, unfortunately. But um, are you staying till the end? Are you staying
2: afterwards? Will you clap that team off, Trevor? Oh, absolutely. I won't leave the stadium till I, we could lose 5 0 and I'd still be there to clap the team. It was last game of the season. It's our duty as fans. In my view, I'm not preaching. I'm just saying my view. It's it's our duty as fans to make sure those players know how much we appreciate what they've done. Dan,
3: absolutely. Uh, it could be five nil, ten nil. We could we could anything could happen. You know, you're there to say thank you for the team, and um, just just the the difference of feel and the connection with the club is is the biggest change. And just watching people week in week out that you feel care about the club and care that we're spending money as fans to go and see a club that we love, you know, and before it felt like we are just paying. I'll come back to that, but it feels like we're just paying money to pay players wages, whereas now it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's a great shout to wrap this up with granty Shaka because never as a player changed many people's opinions including myself. And um, yeah, <laughs> if, it, if it is his last game, very pleased to see him go out on the high and um, yeah. deserves a, a nice clap off as well and um, shows that redemption can can always be made. Yeah. If, uh, if Alex, he's
2: gone, yeah. I hope they announce it so all the fans know. And, uh, yeah, he exactly right In all my years of watching football, I've never known a player chat, turn fans around like Zach Xhaka has. Never known it. Never
1: known it. I'm hoping there's another announcement coming out soon, probably today, tomorrow. But um I've got a message there from somebody. Saka could be announced today. It hasn't been announced yet. They've just He's had a meal it? in Di- in Diamond together.
0: With yeah. uh being
1: right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think You know God what I think about it. that?
3: I think I like it. I like, I like it, it. I like it. I like it. it, I like it. it. Oh, wow.
1: actually I think I've it's got, got that. I wanna ask Alex what this is block five block six block seven be there an hour before kickoff this is what you'll get but bring your voice and beer Alex, uh, the final thing I'm going to ask you before we go is um, we ha- see who's in the pots for the Champions League. And I know you're not always here um, uh, because you're you're based in Copenhagen and now you're a superstar journalist and everything else. Um, uh, this is pot one is Man City, Roma, Barcelona, Napoli, Dortmund, PSG, Benfica, Feyenoord. Pot two, we're in that one, uh, aren't we? I can't see us. Yes, we'll be in. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in, in pot two. Pot about. three then uh, means that uh, there there's, there's lots of different teams who have gone there. But top of pot four, FC Copenhagen, your local team, uh, how good with how many people can you fit in your flat?
5: Uh, I'd be able to fit all, all of you guys, but uh, I mean, I, I'd have all the gooners. We've been 30 people in the apartment, so we'll just. Bring in loads of Gooners. That would be that would be lovely. I don't know what my girlfriend would say about it, but I was uh, going to say what's Anna going to say about that? Yeah, you'll have to deal with it. It's just for one night, so might, no, you I might one night only. First, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not publish yeah. this. You might be in trouble. No, that <laughs> that would be an easier away uh, away day for me uh, in code making. Uh, you
0: you've already got that. Now you got
4: yeah, you got three of mate, us. You're in. You're in. If
3: everyone could drop in the chat, if you're in. First 30, first come, first serve.
4: Yeah. i I'm in. I'm, in.
1: I'm and, the bed. Um... <laughs> I'm not sharing the sofa bed with Trev. No way. He snores too much. You're no, he's going in, in, the, in the bathroom.
2: <laughs> it's all um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, uh, it's,
1: been, it's been really good. Um We didn't really talk about a, a crap day uh, at the football because we had a great day at the football. Uh, The result didn't go the way we wanted. The season didn't finish ideally how we wanted, but bloody hell, if I asked you at the start of August (laughs) that we'd be running the oil, mega-rich, corrupt Man City right to the wire on the penultimate game of the season, mathematically still to be in the title challenge, you would have ripped my hand off. We would have wanted Champions League football. You have been watching... um, An Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, if you listen on audio or whatever you do, please jump over onto the YouTube uh, channel. Just click subscribe and ring the bell. And if you watch it or listen, I I really don't care, but we're 867 users. Let's try and get to 1,000 before we start back in the summer. And remember, we are doing a phone-in on 7 o'clock on the 5th, uh, which is the
2: Monday night um, in two weeks' time. Remember, Ferg, you've got to say, clicking that like button on YouTube helps us do different things, helps us get better. None of us on here earn a penny out of this podcast. We do it because we're Arsenal fans. And since it's the last one, I've just written this down. We, we all, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, right, you all, along with me, oh, Fergus a massive thank you because... He plans it, he gets it ready, he pulls his hair out, he puts up with me taking a mickey out of him all week. And it takes him a long time just to get it sorted, a bit of a running order that I never look at, if I'm honest. But he does try his best. And I I love doing this, but I only do this because Fergus carries us along. He's the main man, and uh, I'll just put it on record. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the effort, Ferg. Yeah, just buy beers, okay? Buy beers.
2: (laughs) My (laughs) microphone is just smoking; I can't hear.
0: You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and remember to rate and review us too.